0: Pain in the ass, LT. Harry.
1: Hey,
0: <laughs> hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Long Box Guys. With me, as always, is some of my very favorite people on the very top of the planet, LT. How are you, and how are you doing?
2: I'm doing all right, Tom. I'm drinking some Duncan Taylor 12 year old scotch this week. How are you doing? What are you drinking,
0: Tommy? Not too bad today. I got a little bit of uh, Jim Beam and uh, a little bit of uh, Purple uh, Canterbury Gatlingburg, Tennessee Old Smoky Distillery Blueberry Moonshine. So you're making yourself a Red Fair. I am making myself a Red Fair. Thank you for remembering. No, actually a Red Fair is cider and blueberry. Uh, This is just delicious. Josh, how you doing? So so that's more like a county fair. Kind of, you know what? I'll go with that county fair. <laughs> Good call. What do you got there, Josh?
3: Uh, I'm doing great, and I have a uh, an Oktoberfest from Von Trapp Brewing. Uh, yes, Ooh. those Von Trapps from The Sound of Music. They really? family, the ancestral family actually moved to Vermont and opened a brewery. Mm-hmm. This is their Oktoberfest. It's delightful.
0: It's nice. Is it alive with The Sound of
3: Music or hops? No. That's a... Uh, no,
0: it's a nice Oktoberfest. Nice Oktoberfest. Mike, how are you doing and what are you drinking there, buddy?
1: I'm doing well, and I am drinking a hard cider from one of the local Connecticut orchards, Holmberg.
0: What what kind of cider is it just an apple cider? Nice and nice, crisp, uh, dry? Just, what do you got?
1: Just a apple cider. Hard apple cider.
0: Just a hard apple cider? That's fine. I love me some apple cider. I'm starting to get into it. Not as much as Josh is into his beers. But I'm starting to really get into ciders because they're delicious. And, you know, if I'm ever not here because of that, that's what I'm doing. Speaking of ghosting, today we're going to be talking about Casper the Friendly Ghost. That was a bad segue. I was trying for something there. Wait a minute.
2: Yeah. Wait a minute. We're, we're, We're talking about when we can't be talking about Casper. We can't be talking about Casper the Ghosting. Why not? Because we we're this? progressive podcast. We're not talking about when you have sex with a woman and she thinks you're she's having sex with somebody other than you.
0: <laughs> that is a very little known urban dictionary fact. I did look it up to make sure L, uh, LT was correct. If you casper the friendly ghost of a woman, that means you have disguised yourself to trick a woman into having sex with you as someone else. I don't believe it happens often enough for us to not trust Casper the Friendly Ghost.
1: Wouldn't it be you trick someone into believing you're a dead little boy?
0: Yeah, and let's also talk really quick about the fact that Casper the Friendly Ghost is obviously the ghost of Richie Rich.
1: Uh, No, in fact, we will get into that uh, as a matter of fact. So Casper the Ghost originally started as a idea for a children's uh, short story which the author went to a uh, an artist who did some mock-ups they couldn't sell it to any publisher so they ended up selling the rights over to what would eventually become paramount it was a a tune company that did cartoons for the movies famous studios Originally, uh, Famous Studios was from the old uh, Fleischer Studios who did all the Superman cartoons, Mm -hmm. but they ran into hard times. They sold themselves to Famous Studios, and Famous Studios was printing up these one-off cartoons for the movies. So back in the 1940s and uh, late 30s, When you would go see a movie, before the movie, there would be a cartoon as just kind of, you know, to go along with the movie. So there was a whole industry of creating these. Famous Studios didn't have any successes except for Casper. And uh, he was their breakout success story. Eventually, of all these other tunes that they had, became minor characters in the Casper mythos, but that happened later on. So Casper in himself was a friendly ghost. When he first appeared, he was kind of more amorphous than the Casper that uh, most of us know and love. He didn't have any defined feet. His head kind of looked more like it had a uh, nightcap on it. And originally the idea was Casper was a ghost because his mommy and daddy were ghosts and they were ghosts when they met and fell in love and had a little baby ghost. Casper was different than all the other ghosts because he just wanted to make a friend. So whereas all the other ghosts were out there scaring people, he wanted to try to make friends. And pretty much all of the cartoons, the first 20 or 30, were all the exact same plot. Casper wants to find a friend, goes looking, scares the shit out of a bunch of people, then eventually finds a friend. They just repeated the same plot over and over and over again, but it worked. His, his cartoons were very popular, and eventually they decided we should get this character into comic books. So they had a different publisher for the first few issues they published, and then Harvey Comics, which was mainly doing superhero comics at the time, like uh, the green Hornet decided, Hey, we want to, we're trying to buy as much IP that's recognizable. So they made an offer on uh, Casper. They said, yeah, go ahead. It's all yours. Sold the rights to the comic book for Harvey. And then a few years later, when freedom was uh, going out or famous tunes was going out of business, they sold, the licensing rights for the movies to harvey which made harvey a shitload of money in addition to the comics when casper became a comic book character he kind of exploded at his height he was selling two million copies a month so wait
0: wait two million copies a month that's i mean that that's that's huge
1: that's superman numbers yeah that is
0: superman numbers
1: yeah, and when you're thinking about it in today's perspective, Batman is usually one of the top-selling comic books, averaging around 100 to 120,000 sales a month. This is doing 2 million, and it was so popular. The comic book series Casper ran until 1989 when Harvey Comics went out of business. He had 260 issues, but he had more than a dozen other comic books not only Casper Casper and his friends he was so popular that they started making spin-offs of characters that appeared in the Casper book and a lot of them were just rip-offs of Casper himself right they had you know hot stuff the little devil who yeah but
0: hot stuff didn't like people
1: he didn't like people but he was he liked to play tricks on other devils yeah it's true Wendy the good witch who wanted to cast spells to help people. You know, he also had his scary uncles who if Harvey Comics hadn't been out of business by the time Ghostbusters got famous, they would have totally won that lawsuit. Uh Oh
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> although the court did say it didn't matter that uh, they were like, yeah, there's only so many ways to draw a ghost, but Really, that was his Uncle Boo. So in addition to having all this comic book success, Casper had a number of cartoons throughout the years and was the first, I want to say, live action CGI main character of a movie for his movie in the 90s with uh, Christina Ritchie. Casper. And I mean, it
0: certainly was one of the one of the first he was wasn't the, the first. first?
1: Yeah. Oh, huh. yep. did not know He's, that. Yeah. A little fun fact for you. In addition to that, he also had a number of cartoons. At one point, Harvey licensed the rights to Hanna-Barbera. And so there were a few crossovers uh, of the Hanna-Barbera characters with the Harvey comics characters, but Harvey had their own cartoon industry or cartoon called Harvey Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Which they did a lot of the uh, Casper cartoons, but when they merged with uh, Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera had the whole policy of, we've never met an idea we didn't want to steal. So they figured in the 1980s that the two most popular TV shows were Charlie's Angels and Chips. So they created Casper and the Angels, which was set in the future with two female motorcycle cops, the Angels, who were helping uh, Casper and his uncle, uh, Harry, Scary, which is pretty.
3: Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: How many episodes? I'm, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Do you know how many episodes?
1: 26 episodes lasted one season.
0: I can't believe they stretched that out. There were a lot of weird cartoons at that time. Yeah, really Like Fonzie and the – I think Fonzie had his own angels at the time. Fonzie and the Teen – Fonzie and the Teen Angel, that's right, yeah.
1: No, Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Captain Caveman –
0: Fonzie had a Teen Angel one, too.
1: Yeah. Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Captain Caveman was pretty much the exact same character as Harry Scary. They were doing that cartoon at the same time because, again – Hanna-Barbera never liked an idea that they didn't want to steal, so they yeah. they had both cartoons going at the same time. The, Captain K-Man
2: was funny, I remember, though.
1: Yeah, Captain K-Man was hilarious. Cap, like the hey, Casper and the was pretty, uh, yeah. Space Angels is god-awful.
3: I don't even remember that.
1: Yeah, no. good. We <laughs> should all block it out of our collective memory. It's but fair. go ahead and get on to YouTube and check it out if you want. Ah, I'm full. Mm. <laughs> i have a little a few other harvey or just casper fun facts for you casper's an east coast ghost in his first few cartoons he had a new york accent and his uncle stretch had a boston accent
3: all right well we know casper was either irish or italian then
1: and the 1995 movie, he lived in Whipstaff Manor, which was in Friendship, Maine.
3: Oh, I'm gonna guess Italian since they honored him with a soup, Casparo. It's just cold, cold <laughs> tomato soup, but I'm pretty sure it's named after Casper. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Not 100. Yeah. But I'm gonna yeah. go with it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Casper didn't have a last name until the 1995 live-action movie. Anybody remember what Casper's last name might be? Oh, hell, Ann! You are close. It was definitely an Irish
3: name. Oh, man, I thought he was Italian. I knew it was one of the other, Boston and New York. Come on.
1: Yeah, it was McFadden.
3: Oh, McFadden. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, good old. I mean, it took him so long to get that last name because he actually had to sue his ex-wife for it.
0: Totally checks out.
3: Yeah. 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 I can believe it. Yeah. 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 Sure, why not? you believe it?
1: So, Casper has had successful cartoons or movies for the last seven decades.
0: Good on you, boy. Oh. Wow.
2: Yeah. He's got some stand power, that ghost.
1: He does. Probably he really the does. Probably the most successful ghost in American pop culture history.
3: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: And yeah, I say this only because...
3: is more of a
0: ghoul, so yeah.
1: I asked my interns... Uh, who are 20-somethings, they had all heard of Casper the Ghost, uh, whereas one of them had never heard of Flin- Fred Flintstone.
3: Flintstone, wow. Yeah. Never yeah. heard of the Flintstones.
1: Yep, but there had been Casper movies, like even in the 2010s. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I'm kind of surprised you never heard of Fred Flintstone just because there were some, some crazy crossover cartoons, including WrestleMania The Rock versus some...
3: Sure, hey, Tom. What, remind me what year that was.
0: Oof. Uh, 90-something.
3: Right, when that kid was negative four? Maybe. 20-something. <laughs> what year is it
2: now,
0: Tom? <laughs> so, a fine point.
1: All right, so what are you guys' memories or favorite things about Casper the Friendly Ghost?
3: It seemed like one of those cartoons when you were a kid that no matter what cartoon you wanted to watch, you had to watch Casper just before it.
1: Yeah, that's. It seemed like it was
3: always on. It was never something I, I like. I never was like, oh, I gotta watch Casper. But you clicked on the channel and you're like, oh, I gotta watch Casper before, GI Joe comes on. Before anything
0: else that comes on, yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, the cartoon I was thinking of, uh, WWE Stone Age Smackdown, Mm -hmm. 2015. He had to be alive. Yeah, he was alive. He could have watched the cartoon. Is what I'm saying. Sure. Uh, I agree with Josh on this one, like Woody Woodpecker would come on, like the old Woody Woodpeckers would come on, then a couple of Caspers would come on, and then we'd finally get to G.I. Joe or something like that, but those cartoons were still fun, I still liked them. Like the Tom and Jerry's would come on, they were they were great.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody who was like, oh my god, Caspers, my jam. huh.' But still super popular, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't argue with $2 million or 2 million comics a month being sold. That's just crazy numbers for today's standards.
0: Yeah, as a kid, if I had a Casper in the pile, I I would read the Casper. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was always going to be – it was always going to get a couple of – like an Archie comic. I'd get a couple of chuckles no matter what.
1: Yeah, I – I liked reading the Casper comics because I liked all of his side characters. Like I liked hot stuff. I liked Wendy, the good witch. I didn't I like, really read I it like for spooky. Casper. Remember spooky? Yeah. The yeah, tough spooky little, a little
0: top hats. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Smoked a cigar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there was a couple others. Uh, Harvey had the little dot, right? Is that another yep. one?
1: She had a dot, little, Lou and Lou. little, Lada,
0: which was, a one hit wonder but she was also kind of fun I liked her and the big duck baby Huey
1: yep well those were all actually famous tunes that they may you know who didn't have a successful cartoon run but they made into characters in the comic books and some of them like Wendy and hot stuff they were Harvey characters and then they put them into the Harvey tunes later on uh, I can't remember a few baby Huey cartoons
3: he was in some cartoons, but I don't yeah, think he had a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, had.
1: That was him. he was he had famous tunes of Huey, Baby Huey.
3: I mean, I don't think you're wrong, Tom. I think a lot of us did think he was dead. Richie Rich, though.
0: Yeah, I mean that was a like common. I think he I think just, a comic said that at, that at some he was point. Just drawn yeah. that way. He did kind of look like Richie Rich.
3: Yeah,
2: he uh, looks a little like the way the eyes are, the mouth.
3: I just assumed he was murdered for his money. Yeah. By yeah.
0: the, uh, the butler, Jeeves
1: yeah. Oh, do you guys yeah. know how Casper died?
0: Well, I assume drowned in a well
1: Because <laughs> that's how I would have done it
0: yes. <laughs> I, I, I
2: assumed
3: assume drowned in a
2: well It was going to be Horrific I assumed it was going to be a due to the hazard crossover special huh. And that Boss Fogg was going to have done it For Richie Rich's
0: money Oh, clean is like holding a pillow over Some kid's face Yeah, That's dark, dude yeah, it is, but it would have sold really well. I read it. I read it.
3: But Casper and like Boss Hog both wear white after Labor Day, so we know they're monsters. Exactly, their
0: and then they both look like they could be the clan at any moment.
1: Well, the the older so Casper so has gone the through Casper's appearance has gone through different appearances. So at some points he had very defined legs. Sometimes he didn't. Sometimes he had the round dome. Sometimes it looked like a sheet was uh, on top, pointing yeah. up. So, all his,
0: uh, his, his uncles, the, the spooky uncles almost always had the little point on the, the top, as I recall. Yeah.
1: For those kids uh, wondering, it looks like the uh, poop emoji.
0: Yeah. Do uh, So, uh, uh, Mike, you can't trolled up there. How did Casper die?
1: So according to, the, again, this is all retconned in the 1995 movie the movie yeah Uh, yeah. because in the cartoons they never said how he died the uh, canon was he was just again his parents were ghosts so therefore he was a ghost but in the movie he died of pneumonia
0: oh sad huh yeah Mm. pneumonia
1: in a well (laughs) it's not like there's no pneumonia
0: down there yeah had a lot of ability.
1: water in his lungs.
0: Uh, it's kind of hard like at this point we kind of usually say, what was your favorite run? And it's kind of hard unless you go back to some of the big crossovers or movies or stuff., uh, did they ever do one of the like Batman and Casper team up uh, comic books uh, Mike?
1: No, so Casper's rights are currently held by Universal, I believe uh, is who currently has the rights. There have been a few Casper comic books in the 2000s but not a lot i mean they're mostly for a uh, small print
0: yeah i did really enjoy them in a commercial recently (laughs) what commercial was that uh there's a there's a kind of a fun commercial where uh they're talking about hey we just bought this house Uh, it's not bad uh it's haunted it's casper for no reason whatsoever and they're talking about insurance companies and it was nice to see him make an appearance. That was just a couple of years ago. It was kind of fun to see him. Allstate. Yeah, I think it was Allstate. Yeah. I can look that up for you real quick.
1: It was Geico. Oh, I'm ah. faster with the Google Foo.
0: And uh, that was uh, real cl- That was 2019.
1: So, yeah. He also had a Czech cereal commercial. Czech cereal. For- okay. All right. Uh, but he's one of those characters that have been around for a long time, universally
0: known. I mean, you see that character, you're like, oh, that's Casper. It's kind of hard to mistake him for anybody. Yeah. If you know him. And those comic books were always pretty good. Kind of like, and I, once again, I'm going to go back to Archie Comics. You can pick up a Casper comic book out of a bin, read a couple of laughs, and stick it right back in the bin. You're not following a plot, you're not worried about, you know, anything you're just having a pretty good day and reading your comic book. uh with the Archie. So that's kind of why I like Casper. They were kind of one-hit wonders, and they were always pretty good. And if there was a hot stuff story at the end or a spooky story at the end,
1: bonus. Yeah, so the thing that was good about the Harvey comics was they were an introduction for children into the comic book collecting, and they were designed specifically for children, and at a price that... You know, your parents give you a dollar. Uh, back in the day when we were kids, you go down and you could buy four or five comics. Hmm. Uh, uh, you guys got a dollar? My grandmother would give me a dollar wow. every week. And yeah. I would I would spend that dollar wisely. If no, Actually, if I spent it wisely, I would have bought some amazing Spider-Man. But <laughs> Must have been nice,
0: that's all
1: I'll say. It was. It was very nice. I it loved was. my grandmother. Nana was awesome.
0: Oh, uh, I love Nana. Uh, nobody uh. nobody didn't love Nana. She
1: was awesome.
0: Yeah. A little racist, a little racist.
1: A little racist, homophobic,
0: but yeah. Uh, I mean I,
1: my my actually she wasn't racist. She in fact when she met my Jewish roommate from college was like your people are so nice. I worked for a doctor when I lived in Belchertown. Do you know him? And Rich was like, he wasn't at the last meeting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean we didn't love Nana. Yeah. Fair. Anyone have any last words on Casper, the Friendly Ghost, or anything in the Harvey universe?
1: No, I think we should uh, do SADSAC next week.
0: Sadsack is interesting for a lot of reasons. Uh, not uh, not the least of which is uh, because it's kind of based on uh, save somewhere. it for the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I just did a I dive into this a couple of weeks ago because we mentioned the old Stars and Stripes cartoon, but Sad was kind of counters that. Anyways, anyway. anyways, Mikey, what do you got at the front of the long box?
1: At the front of the long box, I have Lady Cop. Uh, so back in the 1970s, right before the DC implosion, they had a ongoing series called First Issue Special. And sure. Bob, I don't give a damn about Continuity canager. Screw Continuity canager. Uh Wrote one issue of the First Issue Special called Lady Cop. And it is a... Thing of magnificent beauty guys you have to read it because this lady cop gets assaulted so many times just walking her beat <laughs> it is mind-boggling and uh, her her interaction with a girl who has vd is just incredible. I don't want to spoil it for you, but if you have uh, the, uh, whatever the DC Universe app is. uh, DC Infinite? If you have DC Infinite, you can pick up, uh, you can read first issue special. I think it was issue number four, Lady Cop. This is the same series that also featured the Green Team and the Dingbats of Dingleberry Street. I mean, there are some classics here. I've been slowly accumulating the entire run of this. And I got to tell you, it's pretty cheap to get these issues. <laughs> Nobody's like, oh, my God, I need a copy of Lady Cop. And that's need a
2: copy of the Lady Cop. So what you're saying
1: is it's worth
2: bumping your subscription up to Ultra to get the Lady Cop.
1: I mean, you don't have to, but I would if if I were you. And the great thing about it is the whole reason she becomes a cop is her roommate is killed. And she wants to find the people who did it. So the whole issue goes with her. That is her driving motivation. And at the end, she's like, I wonder if I'm ever going to find the people who killed my roommate. Like they never mentioned like any clues about the murder or what happened because Bob Caninger wanted to set it up for a series. And guess what? Nobody wanted that series. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right.
1: We're yeah, going to have yeah. to do a whole special on the DC implosion at some point.
0: Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Uh, LT, what do you have the, uh, the back in the lawn box today? Well, I was
2: so inspired by Mike's recent X-Men noir recommendation that I decided to read Daredevil Noir. And I was similarly, similarly, uh, whelmed by it. Um, Whelmed. in this it's, you know, it takes place in the, during the time of prohibition. Daredevil is, is in Hell's Kitchen. He is once again, you know, mixing it up. His Father has been killed by, you know, I believe a character named Hooligan. And, you know, he is blind. He is working for Foggy as a a private investigator for Foggy, who is a lawyer. And he's doing the crime fighting thing as Daredevil. Yet, surprisingly, in this book all of the big bads know who he is, even though he is wearing the daredevil costume as the crime fighter. They all know that this blind guy, Matt Murdock is daredevil. And it's like, okay. um, So I guess he's just wearing it to fool the cops because nobody else seems to be fooled, which is kind of bizarre, but nobody else seems to be fooled. He falls in love for this woman who comes into foggy's, practice and is looking for protection she is looking to get away from Houlihan she has all of she's the love interest of him and she's looking to get out of the relationship she has all this dirt on him she's afraid she's going to be taken out by him and Matt Murdock falls in love with her Um, and the problem I have with this is that the story just doesn't naturally unfold it's just yeah. There's, there's no, there's no real... reason for them to fall in love, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's no no real good reason. There's no. It's kind of like you know in Star Wars Episode Two, Tackle the Clones. You don't really see the relationship between Padme and Anakin develop. It just happened.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! I and think I can explain it. Are they both good looking? I mean, yeah. There sure. you go. Know. But one of them Hollywood can't see, eats. Mike.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. He touched her, right? He touched her face, and he fell in love.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know. know. Just one face rub, and that was all it took. It's all it
1: took. One rub. (laughs) I don't know if it was the face.
0: Name my solo tape. I mean, they
2: didn't. The the artist didn't show him touching anything else. But uh, but yeah. So you know, turns out she is also bullseye, and she's trying to kill Daredevil. And she tries to kill Daredevil, and he's still conflicted because he doesn't want to kill her because he loves her. And it's like, well, you know what? She's not conflicted because she's throwing forks at you, trying to kill you. Uh, yeah, because there's nothing more deadly than a fork. It's you know, the whole thing was just kind of
3: ridiculous. But
1: um so Not
3: knifey boy Sorry, yeah i, I mean
1: it. yeah mystery <laughs> men right
3: yeah. yeah
1: exactly exactly
2: so so yeah it just it it was just kind of a little ridiculous i mean she ends up being bullseye working for fisk and she takes out Hulahan, she goes after daredevil and it just it's all kinds of ridiculous and it just seemed <sighs> and forced and didn't really didn't really unfold naturally and just really wasn't wasn't anything
1: so it's weird that in the noir to, to comic he was you. it's weird that in the uh, noir comic that he was still daredevil because all of the other noirs uh, that they yeah. did it was kind of like well, at least the X-Men noir was they were gangsters and there was a guy trying to solve a a mystery of a murder and uh you know had a more of a noir theme going on it seems strange that they would merge that with a superhero
2: yeah i mean it it had the sort of noir background because it was still 20s it was still new york it was still that sort of feel but it was Daredevil. He had all of his heightened senses. He was blind, and he was still going out as a costume vigilante, fighting hmm. crime. So there wasn't a whole lot of change. Yeah, the story, uh, the Luke Cage
0: noir one was a, a total different, like no superhero kind right. of aspects to it. And uh, that one right. they kept all that. That was kind of kind of odd.
2: And even in the Iron Man noir. They kept the Iron Man armor as more of a steampunky thing. Yeah. Right. So they changed all the elements. They made it more difficult. It wasn't a total thing of, of you know, high tech, but it was high tech, but it, it was also low tech at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so you know, those books were better than this. All right. So.
1: Yeah, the, it's Spider-Man Noir. He was a detective, right? Even though he does get bitten by a radioactive spider, and uh, I think he ends up like something about a god giving him spider powers or something weird. The
0: Spider God.
1: Yeah. Oh. That's it. But it was mostly followed Ben Urich, um, who yeah. was yeah, if I remember correctly, was a so, newspaper person. Yeah. Yeah. So that that had more of a noir feel too. It, it seems strange to.
0: There's an L in there somewhere, but yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this
2: tried to have a noir feel to it, but at the same time, it just... the The whole story just didn't really gel in my mind because it was like there's no... There was no real sort of motivation for him to fall in love with the character that he was falling in love with or that he fell in love with. And then when he was was in love with her. She was trying to kill him. And it's like, okay, there's no clear motivation why you fell in love with her so quickly. And now she's clearly trying to kill you.
0: You've never fallen in love with the guy, the the chick that's trying to kill you. Mike, back me up here. (laughs) I'm
1: just saying. You've been in this situation like
0: four times, maybe five, a soft five, a hard four. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got nothing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way to yes yeah. hand me there buddy
1: <laughs> I, I'm just saying
2: that like they, they didn't really show the build up to his falling in love with her and it kind of unraveled the whole story for me it just didn't really... that
0: was always my problem with Brokeback Mountain I never really understood why those guys fell in love like they should be a couple longing looks like a hand on the fire over the fire like pass me the can't beans quit you. and they touch the can't, hands can't quit you I can't quit you. I, I always hey, thought there should you. have been a little more longing in the, the romance section, but I'm off on a tangent. I apologize for that because that is Josh's purview. Josh, you got a tangent for us?
3: Yeah, but I'm going to address the Brokeback Mountain thing for a second because they they basically show, like, they're out it there. A- you spend enough time. Now, I'm not – I never fell in love with Randy. But when I work construction, you spend a hundred hours a week with the same person and you find out more about that person than you ever want to know. But they didn't like show if, that.
0: They didn't show that. They didn't show them talking that much.
3: Yeah. You're, they're just riding out there and it's just day after day after day after day after day. After day. I don't know. Like, I get There should
0: have been just a little more longing for me. Okay. Okay. year
3: after year okay. after year. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair.
0: Like uh, one, like, touch over the fireplace when they're passing the beans. A longing look while he's like stretching. Anything, but just all of a sudden they start fucking. And I was like, "Come on, man, this is so taboo for the time. There should just be a little more of a
3: buildup." Okay, you want a little more romance? That's fine. Just a little yeah.
0: bacon grease in there. I want a little.
3: I, I just a want little bacon, bacon grease in there wine. somewhere. It, it, that's, that's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not 100% disagreeing with you. Okay, so this week. And if I had remembered, I probably would have gone. But I, for some reason, spaced on this. PAX Unplugged is in Philadelphia this coming weekend. And why aren't we going? I don't, I don't like... We
0: really should go to PAX Unplugged more often, yeah.
3: I'm working. Oh, I just should have gone. Like, I, I don't have the dog yeah. this weekend. Like, I, we sh- I should have fucking bought a ticket and gone. Yeah. But I, I forgot, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's sold out. But, so that brings me to, and for the folks listening who may not know what pax unplugged is pax is generally east coast west coast it's all about video games they decided to have basically the analog version of their convention in philadelphia pax unplugged so it's all board games tabletop games uh anything non-video games it's really card games it's a great convention if you get a chance to go philadelphia is a great city to spend a weekend in so what is either a game you want and haven't had a chance to play or own and you haven't had a chance to play that you really want to.
0: I know Mike's answer.
1: (laughs) You sons of bitches. Twilight Imperium.
3: (laughs) I know it's a little bit of a setup for Mike, but uh, I mean, but honestly, if there's a a game that can happen in a reasonable space of time or reasonable space of space, or Mike, we should just set it up on my table and leave it. Yeah.
1: Uh, Pax Unplugged is in Philadelphia December 2nd to December 4th, and tickets are still available.
3: Oh, why did I think it was this coming weekend?
1: We got time for that. Maybe we should do that. Because
2: I'm also working that weekend.
3: Uh, Oh, fuck off. (laughs) December 2nd? Oh, it's the first. uh, I thought it was the first weekend in November. It's the first weekend in December. All right,
0: Josh. Second chance. Second chance, baby.
3: Yeah, let me check. uh, Let me check the schedule, but I I don't see a problem.
0: Josh, what is the uh, what is that great game that you like to play that you haven't played much with the. Uh, Soviet Union kind of steampunky.
3: I love Scythe. Yes. Scythe, that's Scythe, it, Scythe. Scythe is a good game. I saw, I have Dice Throne Adventures, which we haven't played yet. That's the, the dungeon crawl, but using Dice Throne characters. Oh, that looks like
0: fun. I want to play that.
3: And the new one I have that I haven't even opened yet is called Dice Miners, and it's a great, I, I've played once, but I bought it and haven't opened it yet. It's a great, uh, it's a, like a 3D pyramid of dice. And it's you select dice out to make a, uh, a roll, and then you score on what rolls you get. So it's like a cross between like a draft system uh, and then a rolling and scoring method with a bunch of dice. It's really interesting. It's is, there any, is
0: there any Jenga involved with that because you're picking dice off a tower?
3: No, but you can, you can use special abilities to pick. The, normally you can only do the top downs, right? So it's a pyramid of dice, so you have to pick on the outside edge. Yeah. but there are ways to like clear out the middle and everything drops down. Ooh. But no, but there's no there's no threat of knocking it over for some bad effect now. Right. But it, it's it's a it's a it's a quick game. It's like maybe 10-15 minutes once you get once you get through it and uh, it's just a quick scoring game. Dice making it's fun. It's kind of to it. Take us out of the pyramid. Uh, it's really fast cuz actually you build this little board, you just shuffle it and drop them and they just and fall into place. Oh, nice.
0: I'll play that with
3: you.
0: I do not get to play, oh, uh, Conan, Munchkin nearly enough. I haven't I played Conan Munchkin, Munchkin in a
2: long time.
0: Munchkin's a great game. We played it. We played it on a professional level because we played it at uh, San Diego Comic Con. San Diego Comic Con, any tournament. Mike, I think you won that, if I'm not mistaken.
1: <laughs> I did because one guy attacked this woman who was playing with us, and we were like. We don't care who wins, as long as it's not this, this asshole. As
0: <laughs> long as this asshole loses, we are all fine with this. Uh, we had a good time at that uh, particular tournament. Um, yeah, I would say Munchkin Conan. I don't get to play nearly enough because, once again, I could pal- play the mallet card at some point. And like, yeah, baby mallet.
1: I have uh, about 10 games that I've purchased that we still haven't played so, yeah, my list is very long.
0: It's amazing to me that you're not a swinger because the, the Venn diagram of swingers and tabletop gamers is pretty much a perfect circle.
3: Well, I've got nothing on Saturday.
0: So you want to swing?
3: No, I want to play <laughs> board games. Either one. Same diagram. Don't, yeah,
0: don't don't limit yourself. I don't have a car.
3: I'll come get you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, actually, Mike, I was, well, I have a question for you later. We'll get to that afterwards.
1: Oh, so, all right.
3: Sweet I still haven't question. played.
2: I I bought the Kickstarter for this, and I still haven't played it. The Dresden card game. Oh, Ooh. you got that? You should bring the it The Dresden out. Files yeah. You mean. Yeah, yeah, Dresden Files game. Oh, OK. Nice.
1: I'm, I'm rereading all those books. I just got through. Uh, I'm on Proven Guilty right now
3: i just realized my panel with him at last year's pentacon is on youtube
1: oh cool
0: yeah we should put that on uh, the uh put that on the thing put the thing so
2: so i have that and i also have marvel villainous that i haven't played yet and yeah. the game oh, that
1: josh gave me Villainous, yeah i've played the disney villainous it's yeah. uh it's not bad
3: yeah fun i played i that? give you just... lte i give you sagrada right yeah Sagrada. yeah i played I that. Want sagrada yeah you haven't played Sagrada? I haven't played Sagrada yet. Oh, wow. It's great. Yeah, it's fun. It's super it looks fun. good. i have got it to
0: tell if you want to play it sometime. I, I do. That's a, a good-looking game. There's a lot of good games out there. My One of my favorite games that I don't play nearly enough that's a beer pretzel game is a Guillotine. I love Guillotine. It's a fun game. Yeah. yeah. It's dumb, but, I mean, I just always have a good time. There's always a, a card you can throw down and smile about it. It's fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 How's that everybody? Yeah. Yeah, you got a three
0: to 18 for us now i don't i you know i was just thinking about my three to 18 i didn't have a decent one but i think i'm gonna uh, throw one out there the old movie uh because the tv show's coming up and we're all excited about the tv show willow you really are great give me a three to eighteen.
1: oh i gotta That's say a
0: close one on me yeah
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna say willow's an 18 for me it is uh it is a near perfect movie.
0: It is 18. a near perfect movie. I'm gonna go with 18 on myself. Yeah. Yeah. 18. I'm gonna go 17. So all right, we're okay. pulling back just a little, tiny bit. That's what what what's, yeah. what's your one click flaw? Just, just so we can talk about it. I, I mean,
2: I I'm just not as much of a fantasy pre person as you guys are. All right.
0: So that's exactly. why I'm gonna Shotgun. say it's a 17 for me. Man. Okay. I, I love <laughs> the fact that uh, uh, what's the name of the the the, the female antagonist? Dread Marga. She has this really fun uh, hero's arc in it, and of course, (laughs) there's so much going on in this movie, and uh, I think we'll all agree the world-building on this one is superb. Yeah. Just superb. Like, we really get a feel for this world straight off. We understand, you know, who these characters are, why these characters are. It's a great world-building experience.
3: I cannot wait for the series. I'm so excited! Oh my excited. God,
0: please, please, dear Lord, let this
3: be great. <laughs> I think so it's smart, gonna... right? I think it's November 30th, right? Yeah, so this month.
0: Oh, the Weird Al movie should be dropping pretty soon too. Two days.
3: Yeah, Weird days. Like a couple of days. Yeah. Yep.
0: I heard a rumor that really makes me happy, and that is, uh, when they decided to make this movie, they decided to do zero research. They made everything <laughs> up from scratch, and that's perfect. But they couldn't have because they got too much of the, doctor, what the, his the, name had the Dr. Pimento. Yeah, Dr. Pimento in there stuff to do zero research. They must have done enough research to like, I mean,
3: we're now in the film, so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he yeah, is.
0: <laughs> so they might have
2: just been, like, asking him, and that was the research they did.
3: Hey, is this guy, you begged yeah.
0: Madonna, right? He's like, yeah, I begged Madonna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Who would lie about that? Yeah.
1: Is Mad Mardigan one name or two?
0: One. It's not
3: hyphenated. Yeah, it's, it's one bad. name. Mad it's
1: Mardigan. One. Mad yeah. Mardigan. So he's not just a very mad it's Mardigan. It's not a title.
3: No, he's no, no. He not. Yeah. <laughs> he's not upset Mardigan. He's not worried Mardigan. He's not mad Mardigan. He's mad Mardigan. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's just mad Mardigan. I guess that brings us over to plugs. Who's got something to plug?
1: I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You might be wondering, I haven't heard any geek rock music. Yeah, so
3: yeah. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> what? you, you ain't got ears, you can't fucking go to fucking their fucking music site and listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Kirby It's It's good. Bam and look for Kirby Crackle. Yeah. Yeah. Google that shit.
0: Uh, I got something weird too I'd uh, like to promote and that is the Return of Bruno. This is Bruce Willis's album from way back in the 80s, which I haven't been able to find for a long time, I convinced about that. And my good friend LT said, hey, Tom, it just dropped on Amazon.
2: No, no, I didn't or, say it just dropped. I said it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon.
0: <laughs> and it's been on Amazon for about a year now. And I, I just missed it. This is Bruce Willis singing songs. For those of you who's not in the know, Bruce Willis is suffering from uh, a condition where he's having a huge problem speaking. Uh, he has a very diminished vocal Uh, ability at this point and listening to him sing back in the 80s i loved like this was a soundtrack for my 80s i loved uh the return of bruno and uh finding this album was a a a big uh, thing for me so go to amazon and uh, find this album
3: (laughs) (laughs) well i'd like to promote pax unplugged uh for egregiously uh misrepresenting their their time slot uh, apparently, we've got a month to get there, so if you like board games, fucking get your ass to Philly and play some board games at PAX Unplugged, and right. great stories games, books and games, right here in lovely Whitensville, Massachusetts.
1: I'd like to thank Seagram's. Heaven,
3: yeah. You better not put more than five seconds on that, we're breaking laws. Yeah, shut that shit off.
1: We are we not, we're t- not showing. it.
3: it
2: get taken down. Got to get
1: taken Ooh, down. YouTube close. will take us down. That's close. That's close. I don't, was, I don't want those Barbles and James guys coming after us.
3: No, you do not.
1: I know. Two different companies.
3: I know, but whatever. Yeah. It's, all, it's all Zima. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It don't, might be Zima. It seems
2: it. like Zima doesn't. It not it seem feel. Same. feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I'd like to plug GeekOrthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com
1: com. Hello
3: Tammy and Esme Hi
0: puppy com owes me a pasta maker ah. 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 Josh you gonna jump in there?
3: No no I'm squinty eyeing Mike on that one That sounded more like the penguin
1: Yeah that's what I was doing ah. Ah. <laughs> right, I got nothing. That was a horrible Geek-
2: GeekOrthodox.com, prevair of fine stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker Rocks glasses, Saki sets, you name it, they got it. GeekOrthodox.com, purveyor of all things geeky except for t shirts, because t shirts, you got to go to ianlino.com to get your t shirts, your baseball caps, all of that good geekiness.
1: And I Ian want Lino, them all on one site.
3: Well, go talk to Ian about it, Damn it! I don't I make will, his websites Hey, he's I looking will, for a business manager to help out with that stuff So if anybody, will, you know
1: Bane would be an excellent business manager I think he would That's a horrible one That, oh, was, that was terrible That was just a words. You, you think you a a will be a business out. manager, man? Jesus That's no. a terrible mm. business manager but You All don't I know what
0: you're Josh, you'd be a great business manager, though I, would. I mean, you make a billion dollars more a minute doing your real job. But I mean, still, I mean, if you wanted to take a massive pay cut, you should do that. I should
3: totally do that.
0: You should totally do that. Fuck money.
3: Honestly, I uh, for one hot second, my brain was like, oh, maybe I should do that. And then I was like, you know what? Sometimes doing business things with friends not the best idea yeah
1: that's why i fucking hate this job ah. <laughs> that's
0: why i don't have a job
3: if we got paid for this mike it'd be a problem
0: <laughs> damn right it would be
3: yeah no.
0: i can paid imposter makers. <laughs> yeah i still got a mike lost it yeah, ba-
3: happened, <laughs> i'm still the baseline for bad so it's <laughs> fine
0: uh tommy any yes. words of wisdom's us, buddy Oh, uh, if you haven't gotten your
2: shot, you should get your shot. I've gotten all my shots. I, shots
0: I, uh, I think I might get mine this week. Do it. Do it. I've been giving a lot of playlists, and you can't get playlists like four months after you do it. I've been like trying to balance it. Uh, you need a break. I do. You need I do. Playlist break. I gotta get my those break, back up. <laughs> Josh, uh, packs uh, is That gonna be your sector.
3: Uh, I think so. Yeah, a little research. I think I'll uh, I'll probably try to be in Philly at least for a day. Packs unplugged.
0: Yeah, uh, the, I just looked at the uh, the three day passes like seventy eight bucks. One day passes like twelve. Like we could do Sunday or something. I mean, There's, and get some it's only decent a, donuts.
3: Yeah, it's only a six hour drive. Five and a half. Yeah, hours it's only a six hour drive for fuck's
0: sake. Mike, it's a seven hour drive for you, but shit still. And uh, was this podcast like, You know
1: I live closer to Philadelphia. Philadelphia than, than
3: we do.
0: I guess you do now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah. we still gotta go pick your ass up. So it's gonna be an extra hour somewhere or other.
1: <laughs> sure.
3: And where's sure. your truck coming for fuck's sake? Don't, oh. don't just don't just throw that out because you were wrong. <laughs>
1: I'm going to blow
0: <laughs> up that truck dealership. <laughs> Mike, you just totally lost bait. I don't know what happened,
1: buddy. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's gone. Know. God damn it. You thought
0: you were born in darkness, but you lost it. Bane!
1: Well,
3: I'm bane! I'm sure worse than week.
1: Josh's. How did that I, happen? It's
3: not true. It's not oh, you can't get it.
2: I
0: wanted was a pasta maker. Pasta maker? All right, and thank right. you. And don't forget what I always say don't diss what you hate, just promote what you love, you <laughs> live longer. Thank you so much from everyone at the Long Box, guys.
3: Love you. Bye
0: bye. Bye bye. Love you. Bye bye. I can't do it.